This is Connecting Dots from Fixed Cost Financial. Read the disclaimer in the show notes. Assume a conflict of interest with all companies discussed due to our extensive holdings. Let's begin. There is quite literally an unprecedented movement going on in a couple of key countries, mainly in China, Japan, and here in the United States, when it comes to hydrogen. Now, in this segment, I'm not going to talk about what hydrogen is and how it's made. We'll get into that in a little bit. But you have to understand what hydrogen is, what it can and cannot be used for. And I want you to begin thinking in terms of hydrogen fuel cells. You know, hydrogen has a long-standing history of being quite literally one of the two cleanest forms of energies out there. And those two forms, hydrogen and nuclear power, are literally the cleanest. Now, for those of you who lose your mind and freak out, solar cells and wind power, and I've got a ranch in Texas, okay? I've got a ranch. And on my ranch, I have windmills. And i got news for you. If you've studied wind power, you know that sometimes it gets really windy and those things spin like crazy. And so as a result, more power is going out than can be used. I'm not going to get into how in some places power is transferred and you can't sell it back and the cost, it just gets to be weird and complicated. I'm not going to get beyond where I want to take this. But what I do want you to understand, sometimes there is no damn wind. Just like at night, there's no sunlight. And when you make things out of rare minerals and the earth has only so much and so many of these minerals, it can cause a real problem going down line because rare earth minerals, where where are we going to get these things? You do realize these solar cells are not exactly clean. The turbines that are spinning, they break. Birds are killed. Flocks are slaughtered by these windmills. So you got to start thinking in terms of what makes sense. Well, okay, Paul, instead of using solar chips, we'll use mirrors and we'll focus the mirrors so that the heat can be used to generate steam and we can turn motors. You might remember the movie Sahara. If you haven't seen it, go take a look at it. That's a movie about using mirrors to create energy for a power plant in the Sahara and all the twists and turns that go on. But even then, that's a very volatile thing that you got to be really careful of. And of course, mirrors require significant maintenance. Everything does. But when it comes to hydrogen, government, companies, there are some really ambitious projects that are real world actionable right now that are going on. And I'm going to tell you about one company in particular that I'm very fond of. It's not publicly traded. And it's a company that Elon Musk hates. Elon Musk hates hydrogen energy. He hates it. And while I think the world of him, I think he's doing a great job, doesn't mean that if I'm a fan that I can't disagree. Now, there are some really extensive projects going on, independent assessment of hydrogen, where it stands now, where it's been, and what it can do moving forward as a clean, secure, and affordable energy source. Now, everybody gets all wigged out lately about being politically correct and everything has to be super clean, but... The reality is it has to be secure, it has to be efficient, effective, and affordable. Now, right now, some things are not affordable. And when they're not affordable, you have the pinheads out there who say, oh, we don't want to do that. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. You can't think like that. And I'll tell you why in just a few moments. 
So you got to realize your potential. You have to keep moving forward. And that's what I want you to do with me today. Talk about this. Tell others, family, friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers, hey, I've stumbled on a podcast called Connecting Dots. They've got this big series, short little bites. They call them bite-sized bites. And one leads to another to another. That's why they call it Connecting Dots. At the very end, they tie everything together and have a discussion about hydrogen. Watch their face. You see, you got to realize that hydrogen and the word atomic are related to bombs. Oh, we can't have hydrogen. Everything blows up. The number of people I've heard say that. Well, have you heard of hydrogen peroxide? Does your wife, who is a blonde, use hydrogen peroxide to bleach her hair? Or have you ever heard of all the other things that hydrogen <laughs> makes and is part of? No, because we don't remember those things from elementary school and high school. And for those who took chemistry in college and it really wasn't your major, most people don't remember that stuff. They associate the atomic bomb and hydrogen with bombs, and therefore we can't use nuclear energy. But we need to have a global policy on hydrogen. And there's a lot of very rigorous analysis and collaboration going on right now where we're beginning to see people say to the PC people who want everybody to wear a burlap bag and, you know, kill off babies and kill off cows. You've got too many people. Cow farts are polluting the world. Don't eat meat. Oh, that's terrible. Um, you know, only have solar cells, but I want my iPhone, I want my MTV, and I want my Netflix, right? Look, nuclear power is clean, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all. It is part of the energy system, and for all practical purposes, solar, that sun up there, that is a nuclear reaction. You realize that, right? That is a nuclear reaction. It's spitting off what? Sunlight that's coming here. In the transmission from the sun to here, you do realize that only a little bit of what's coming off of the sun gets to us. Most of that power is lost. The same thing with everything. The closer you are to the source of power, the better off you are. Oh, don't we say that about politics? Washington, D.C. is a source of power. New York City is a source of finance, right? The Big Apple. The further you are away from the source of power, the less power you have. So some people will say, well, then we need to move to Washington. Oh, I need to move to, D to a New York. Then you got guys like me who say, mm, not necessarily. What if we move the source of power or create our own source of power right here? Oh, me, oh, my. In other words, some people want to always affiliate with powerful people. They always want to be around centers of influence. And then there are others who say, ah, screw that. I am a source of power. I am a center of influence. You should be damn glad that you're around me. The key for sustainable energy is energy efficiency. And it's not a PC thing. Coal, oil, sunlight, wind power, the tides, hydro, thermal. This is not a new conversation. Anybody that says it's a new conversation and that it's important to have clean energy and that's a new concept, ignore that person. That person's dumb, okay? Things go in cycles. What we have to do is look and go back in time. We have to translate the current hydrogen momentum into real world action that sets hydrogen firmly on the path to becoming a significant enabler of clean, secure, and affordable energy for the future. So again, I mentioned the atomic bomb, hydrogen bomb. Oh, that's going to be a key component in shutting down the conversation. But hydrogen is clean, secure, affordable. I think that the part of it that is generational is that millennials and people and, you know, Gen Z and all these folks that come after us are looking up and we're like, 
the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. And your biggest issue is your... Now, at the current state, guidance is such that we need a lot more business development. But there are projects that are rapidly expanding around the world, especially in China, in Japan, and here in the United States. We're just beginning to see this happen. Hydrogen fuel cells, you're going to hear me talk about this as we continue on. It's huge. We have to scale up the technologies. We have to bring down the cost. No matter what anybody says, boys and girls, it's supply and demand. It's always going to be that way. Now, I predict in my lifetime that we're going to see hydrogen as a major fuel cell component. It's pragmatic. There are actionable recommendations that need to be taken, but it has to start sooner than later. You see, it's perfect for things like long-haul transportation. I'm going to talk to you about that. And it's going to have a really dramatic, meaningful reduction in pollution. Okay, I'm not a big climate change guy. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think those of you who think that man is dramatically altering the climate that we, we we can predict what's going on Thousands of years into the future, when you can't predict the weather in the next hour or two, I think it's a little bit ludicrous. The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. But pollution is different from climate change, okay? I'm not into pollution. I don't want want pollution around me, but I'm also not a big believer that we are that powerful and control everything. And if we are, we should be more concerned about all these rare earth minerals that we're taking up. But hydrogen is versatile. The technologies are already available today to enable hydrogen to produce and store and move in different ways, okay? But we would need to use hydrogen in combination with other renewables. Natural gas, coal, oil, of course. Wind, solar, got it. But here's the big thing. It's nuclear. And nuclear power is huge. Now, there's been some false starts with hydrogen in the past. This time, it's going to be different. One of the things I'm going to encourage you to do is to remember that when it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And I'm going to be talking in a moment about a trucking company that I have been following since the very beginning it started. It's not publicly traded, and I do not have any money in it. And I'll tell you that right now. But like we always say, always remember, never forget, if we talk about a company, assume that we have a conflict of interest and that we do own stock in the company. But I'm going to talk about the importance of having road shows. You got to get out and network. Oh boy, networking's a big deal. Everybody's networking, right? Everybody's on social media. But right now, there's a real need for networking and road shows in the area of hydrogen. I don't know who's going to do it. I have my ideas, and I'm actually sending this podcast to a variety of hydrogen developers out there to get them to start thinking about the importance of a coordinated public relations campaign. Knowing full well that some of these idiots out there, okay, like AOC in New York, if you say hydrogen, she's likely to have a a conniption fit and then blame it on Trump. The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. Well, he's going to make money somehow or another. You know, you can't listen to morons. You can't listen to emotionally charged people. I damn sure don't want a scientist playing with nuclear energy who is an emotional wreck. I want somebody that's stable, somebody who's stoic, somebody who understands the importance of moving forward. So however clean you want it to be, the widespread use of hydrogen in a global economy faces challenges, okay? Because, you know, some of these fossil fuels are cheap right now, and you have to build out an infrastructure. It's going to take time. It's going to hold back the adoption when the infrastructure isn't quite there yet, okay? You have natural gas. You have coal. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people in government, both elected and the unelected bureaucrats out there, the gray men and women 
who come from a mindset to do everything possible to take care of their own and to shut down one of the most important clean energy components we could have, hydrogen. In Florida, well, we have a governor. Used to be Rick Scott, now it's his fellow DeSantis. I don't know if any of these people will ever listen and do something, but you do realize that we're a peninsula and we have a boatload of water surrounding us. And that water, well, you do realize H2O, the H2O is water. And the H is hydrogen. Two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen gives us water. And when you have a hydrogen fuel cell, you know what it winds up creating? Pure, unadulterated, lovely, wonderful water. Now think about it. This is Paul Truesdell, and you are listening to Connecting Dots. Make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Always read and all applicable information carefully before making an investment decision. Investments are not bank guaranteed, not FDIC insured, and may lose value. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed.